Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 61, Wasn't Me and the Singing Sand Dunes of Doha. I'm Maria Kalanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. So before we get into today's story, there's a couple things that I want to tell to you. First of all, I want to thank, let's see, I have your name written right here. I want to thank the two listeners who sent me in the name of Wasn't Me, and that's Clark and Avery Kennedy. And they wrote, we would like to submit Wasn't Me as a goop idea. The goop always says, it wasn't me, when a mom or dad asks what happened. This goop could also be called not me either. Our idea is that this goop knocks over the Leaning Tower of Pisa. So first of all, thank you, Clark and Avery, for this idea. And I so appreciate it. And I took it and I ran with it all the way to the Middle East, where I found these amazing singing sand dunes of Doha, which are real things that buzz with sand. So you're going to hear about them in this story, along with a couple other fun facts that I found out along the way. But before I get into the fun facts and the story, I want to do a little shout out to the person, they call themselves Goop Tales, which I love, that left the latest iTunes review on January 13th of 2020. Now you left me a five-star review, so thank you very much. I love a five-star review. Now you did say a couple things, and I know you're kind of mad at me. You're not very happy because I said that Goop Tells was a weekly podcast when I first started this out, I believe it was three and a half years ago. And you are tired of listening to episodes over and over. And if I'm going to call it weekly, I should not lie about it. And that this is not a hate comment because I love Goop Tales, but please try to put them out more often. So I'm paraphrasing what you wrote a little bit, but that's pretty much the gist of it and you labeled it, I doubt you read all these. Okay, first of all, I want to thank you for leaving this wonderful review in many ways. Um, And I do. I read everything that's sent to me. I read all the reviews and I read all of the emails, I promise. And they're one of my favorite things to read. So please leave more reviews on iTunes, especially if they're five star. In any case, you are correct. I did say at the beginning of this podcast when I first started it that it was going to be weekly. And my intention was not to lie. I am sorry about that. I really had high hopes that I was going to be able to do a weekly podcast because I had pre-produced a bunch of podcasts before I released this. So it was easy for me to put one out one a week for a while. But I quickly found out that I was being overly ambitious. I kind of overshot my mark, I admit it. And I like the stories to get better and better. And it takes me a lot of time. I have to come up with a story idea. I have to research it. Then I actually have to sit down and write the story in different chapters. Then I have to edit the story and read it aloud again to see how it sounds. And then I use a thesaurus and I change the words in it. And I change the sentence structure. And then I have to sit down and record the story. And then I have to send it all the way as a file, of course, to Argentina, where my wonderful sound editor, Mario, listens to the story and I make a script for him about where to insert sounds. And that takes a lot of time too. So I send it to Mario and he inserts all the sounds that I asked for. And then he sends it back to me 
And then I have to listen to it again with all the new sounds in there. And then I have to make editorial changes again and send it back to Mario so he can finalize my changes. And then when I get it back, then I listen to it for the last time, I hope, before it gets released. And if it sounds perfect or almost perfect, then I release it. And in the meantime, behind the scenes, I have to work with my IT person, my website person, Tanya, because at this point, all of the goops that are being released from 52 on, so starting with 53, they're all original goops. Their names are often generated by the listeners of Goop Tales, which I love, but there's no artwork. There was no original artwork for these goops. So Tanya has to take time to draw the goop and she has to do a lot of vectors and you know fancy behind the scenes artwork for them. Then I have to write a poem for the goop because there was no original poem. And then we have to find pictures for the goops. And it just takes a lot longer than I thought. So I'm really sorry that it takes me longer to put them out. I am promising to do a better job in 2020, but I'm not gonna guarantee the exact times. I'm gonna really shoot to put out a couple of months. So thanks for writing that review. And I appreciate you speaking your mind. And thank you for still making it five star. So that's what I have to say to that. Before we move into the story, one more thing. The photos. Now, I've, I know I've said in other podcasts that I uh, the photos are up on the website. And we changed a lot of things on the website as Goop Tales has grown. And Tanya, once again, is the person helping me behind the scenes. And so I've talked to her about the photos and how we need to have them on every episode page. So when you go to Gavlia's page, you can see all the photos that go with her story and you can scroll through them. And that when you go to NeverShare's page, you can see his photos. So she is halfway done. By the time this podcast is released, the first, I'm going to say the first 25 to 30 goops that you go to, if you go in numerical order of the episodes, they will have their photos up on those pages. And the next ones we're furiously working on. And in about a month, we should be entirely caught up. And then from now on, there will always be the photos released right away. So I apologize for that too. I think when I first got into Goop Tales, I had no idea how it would grow and the kind of work that it would be. And it's something that I love, but it's just taken on a life of its own. When I first started this, if you listen to the very first podcast, probably up to the first 20, I actually asked the readers to write in the story endings, their own story endings. I told them they could download the first half of the story and then they could write in their own story endings. But guess what happened? Nothing. No one did it. I mean, I got maybe one or two that were a sentence long. And I understand that. You just want to listen to the story. So I had to start changing things around. I try to really listen to what the listeners want and change things. And I think I've really found a good groove now. And I think what you want more than anything is more Goop Tales. So I am definitely working on a faster production. And I've got a little team behind me. I have Tanya helping me behind the scenes. And now I have Leslie, who's helping me out with some social media so I can get more photos and fun facts up there. So I hope that explains things for some of you. And now I just want to tell you about one fun fact for this story before we get into the story. This story takes place in the Middle East, in the singing sand dunes of Doha, which, as I mentioned, are a real place. And... One thing I found out when researching it is that camels have three sets of eyelids and two rows of eyelashes to keep sand out of their eyes. I had no idea. I didn't know you could have three sets of eyelids. So that comes into play in this story. 
Let's see, anything else I want to tell you before we get started? Remember to get a Goop tea and remember to follow Goop Tales on Instagram. You know, we're having a contest right now that you can just enter on Instagram to win a free Goop Tales t-shirt. And I'm going to do more of those. So please follow on Instagram. It's just gooptails at gooptails on Instagram. And next time you see a contest or maybe the one that's going on right now, join it, join it. And you can win a free gooptails t-shirt if you win. All right, that's it for this intro. Let's get started with the story, Wasn't Me and the Singing Sand Dunes of Doha. And I will see you on the other side. Wasn't me was so very courageous. His fearlessness was contagious. If there was fun and adventure to be found, he was sure to break new ground. But if you asked, who did this, who could it be? He quickly replied, wasn't me. Episode 61, Wasn't Me and the Singing Sand Dunes of Doha. Chapter 1. Once upon a time, there was a young daredevil of a goop named Wasn't Me. He was in love with geography and maps and the world at large. Nothing made him happier than closing his eyes, throwing a dart at a map, and then imagining himself going on a dangerous mission wherever the dart landed. The other goops admired his bravery. Spending a day in the company of Wasn't Me was akin to traveling to another country and discovering hidden treasure. Wasn't Me loved adventure, and adventure loved Wasn't Me and followed him wherever he went. When Wasn't Me was around, a simple walk in the woods could turn into an unsolved mystery. He once followed a trail of breadcrumbs deep, deep into a dark forest, which led him to a secret hiding spot in the trunk of an enormous oak tree, rumored to have a hidden treasure. Once inside the oak tree, Wasn't Me found a whole maze of underground secret passages. He explored the passages in hopes of finding the hidden treasure until he saw what looked to be the yellow eyes of a snake slithering down a passage headed his way. The snake eyes caused Wasn't Me to hightail it out of the tree and back home but he never forgot that there was still treasure to be found and promised to go back one day. Besides being known for being brave and fearless, Wasn't Me also had a small amount of notoriety for saying, Wasn't Me, as an answer to just about everything. If ever anyone asked, Who ate the last cookie? Wasn't Me would answer, Wasn't Me, immediately. If his father asked, Who left the shovel outside? Wasn't me would say, Wasn't me. If his mother asked, Who spilled the milk? He would reply, Wasn't me. If his teacher asked, Who wants homework tonight? Wasn't me would of course answer, Wasn't me. He never even thought about the question being asked. If it started with the word who, he always answered, Wasn't me. Some of the other groups found this annoying, because they felt as if Wasn't Me wasn't listening. His two goop friends, the twins, Screener and Screenalina, didn't mind the Wasn't Me response very much because they were usually glued to their screens and never even heard what was around them. 
If there was a screen to be watched, Screener and Screenalina would watch it and zone out. One bright summer day, Wasn't Me woke up and decided that today was the day he was going to go back and find the hidden treasure in the oak tree. And he decided that Screener and Screenalina would be joining him. Wasn't Me got up and grabbed his compass, stuffed it into his pocket, slid down the stair banister, and landed quietly at his front door. He opened the door without a sound and stepped outside. Before he had the chance to reach back and close the door behind him, a gust of wind slammed it shut. From inside the house, he heard his mother call out. Who slammed the door? Wasn't me, shouted out. Wasn't me! And quickly walked down the front steps and headed for Screener and Screenalina's house. He knocked at their living room window, where both Screener and Screenalina were glued to the television screen. Neither one of them looked up, so he rapped even louder. No one even blinked. Wasn't me went right up to their front door and barged into their living room. Hello, I am here, and it's time for an adventure. Pull yourself away from the TV and come on a real adventure with me, he said in a commanding tone. Screener and Screenalina both looked at him for a second, but then started to look back at the TV. Oh, no, you don't. Come with me. I'm going to take you on a real adventure. We are going to find the hidden treasure beneath the giant oak, said Wasn't Me. Both Screener and Screenalina froze. They were trying to decide if they should go on a real-life adventure. Just then, their father walked into the room, turned off the TV, and kicked them out the front door. Off they went, following Wasn't Me all the way to the giant oak. Wasn't Me explained to them all about the secret passages beneath the tree. When we enter, follow me and don't say a word. We don't want the hissing snake to hear us, he said very seriously. Both Screener and Screenalina nodded their heads and then ducked into the trunk of the giant oak tree right behind Wasn't Me. The three of them silently followed a path to the right. At the end of it, Wasn't Me made a sharp left into a dark tunnel and the twins followed him. They made several more turns as they went deeper into the underground world of the oak tree, climbing over giant roots, avoiding earthworms, and looking for hidden treasure. Wasn't Me saw a shiny glimpse of light coming from around a corner. He was sure it was the hidden treasure, so he quickly moved towards it. Right as he was about to turn the corner, he heard a voice hiss. Who's there? Both Screener and Screenalina froze in silence. But Wasn't Me couldn't help himself. Wasn't Me? He yelped. And with that, a yellow-eyed snake turned the corner, opened his enormous jaws, and swallowed Wasn't Me with one gulp. Chapter 2. Everything turned dark and slimy. Wasn't Me's legs and arms were bound so tightly he couldn't move them at all. 
he realized he couldn't do a thing with his body. He couldn't open his eyes, move his legs, or arms, or hear anything. The only thing he could do was wait and think. Why do I keep saying wasn't me? He thought to himself. I really ought to listen before I speak. Then, without warning, wasn't me was shot from the belly of the yellow-eyed snake. He sailed through the air and landed in a sand dune. Sand spilled over his body and into his tiny shoes it slid. Wasn't me clutched his compass as he stood up and began to shake himself off. He held his nose up and sniffed. (laughs) Wasn't me prided himself on his keen sense of smell and he followed his nose just as much as his compass. The air was dry and dusty with very little wind. He closed his eyes and opened his ears and nostrils. Ugh, what is that disgusting? Belted out wasn't me. A putrid smell wafted up his nostrils. He immediately turned around and walked in the opposite direction of the stink. Wasn't me dragged his feet through the sand as he headed north. He trudged along until he heard a little voice say, Who stirred up that smell? Wasn't me, shouted wasn't me as he looked around and came face to face with the leg of a very tall camel. Wasn't me looked up and looking down at him were two enormous but friendly camel eyes. I'm Clarabelle. Who are you? Asked the young camel. Wasn't me. Ha ha, I know that, silly. You already said so. What's your name? No, I mean, my name is Wasn't Me. Wasn't Me explained. Clarabelle looked down at him and tilted her head. Oh, I've never heard of such a name. And it wasn't me either. She giggled. Well, I guess that makes two of us. Now, please, tell me, where am I? All I can see is sand, said Wasn't Me as he twirled around. The singing sand dunes of Doha, replied Clarabelle as she stared intently at Wasn't Me. Wasn't Me put his ear to the sand. I don't hear anything. Clarabelle burst out laughing. (laughs) Just then, a gust of wind sent sand whipping through the air. Clarabelle and Wasn't Me both closed their eyes. When the wind passed, Wasn't Me opened his eyes and rubbed them until they turned red. Then he looked at Clarabelle, who was just staring at him, wide-eyed. Why don't you have sand in your eyes, like me? He asked. Oh, that. Well, I have three sets of eyelids and two rows of eyelashes that keep sand out, and I can shut my nostrils during sandstorms. I meant to live in the desert, after all. But I'm afraid you aren't. I don't think it's very wise for you to stay here, she sighed. Well, it is awfully sandy, but other than that, it's okay, said Wasn't Me. Well, except for that stinky smell. There's more than that. Remember you asked me about the singing sand dunes? Well, they do sing. They hum loudly, and they vibrate and shake the ground when the wind blows on them. In just the right way, said Clarabelle. What way is that? asked Wasn't Me. Clarabelle looked at Wasn't Me with her wide camel eyes and enormously long eyelashes. And then she explained the history of sand. 
Clarabelle had heard about the stories of sand for her entire life, and now it was her turn to tell it. She told Wasn't Me that sand was formed from rocks that eroded over thousands or even millions of years. The sand traveled through rivers, streams, and oceans, and always landed where it was supposed to. The sand in the desert was millions of years old, and it held ancient stories. Stories of love, of war, of betrayal and redemption, and so much more. If a sand dune was stirred up, so were its stories. And the singing sand dunes of Doha were there to tell them all. She told him how she knew which sand dunes to avoid because they held stories she never wanted to hear. Then Clarabelle was silent for a moment. Slowly, she looked wasn't me directly in the eyes and said, You've shaken something up, wasn't me? I'm afraid you've shaken up the wrong sand dune. Wasn't me. Nope, wasn't me, he exclaimed. Oh, wasn't me. You don't have time for that. Please, trust me. I know the signs. The awful smell. The gust of wind just now. You've shaken up an old story. And it's coming for you. Just then, an enormous gust of wind blew up and covered both of them with sand. Chapter 3 Wasn't Me and Clarabelle turned away from the sand that was now blowing fiercely and swirling around them in large gusts. Quickly, do as I say, commanded Clarabelle. Then she bent her knees and knelt her entire body down to the ground. She pushed Wasn't Me beneath her and gently curled herself around him as the sand spread over them, burying Clarabelle's legs and body. It whipped and whirled, all the while telling a story. Clarabelle knew how to listen to the songs of the sand, and listen she did. She took in every note and waited for the storm to pass. After what seemed like hours, it was quiet. The sand had settled, and Clarabelle began to shift. She nudged Wasn't Me, who quickly responded with, Wasn't Me! Oh, was it me? You need to stop that. You need to stop saying that and really listen. I listened to the sandstorm last night, and now I know what you must do in order to go home. Clarabelle went on to tell him that he had dusted up the sand dune of rot. She told him that thousands of years ago, in a faraway village, there was an old man who was very wealthy, but he was also very greedy and he never listened to anyone else. He had an enormous farm with oranges, dates, bananas, avocados, pigs, and donkeys. The old man had more than he could ever use in a lifetime, but he didn't share it. When the village elders told him he had more than enough and that he should share it with others, he didn't listen because he was too worried about losing what he had. 
Every day, some of the hungry villagers came to his home and asked for food. And every day, the old man turned a deaf ear on them. When all of the villagers went home for the day, the old man waited until nightfall, and then he would take all of his extra food and bury it in a huge hole in a field behind his house. He filled the hole with fruits and meats and vegetables, and every night it got bigger. The bigger the hole grew, the stinkier it got. All of the food began to rot, and the stench grew worse and worse. Soon the villagers stopped going to the old man's house because they couldn't stand the smell. One night, the old man went out to throw more of his food into the giant hole, and he slipped on a banana peel and fell right into the disgusting hole of rot, never to be seen again. Oh my, said wasn't me. That sounds awful. Why didn't he just listen to the villagers and share? I don't know, said Clarabelle, but you need to listen to me now. You have stirred up the old man who fell into the rot, and he's coming for you to suck you into his hole of rot with a sandstorm. Wasn't me was just about to blurt out, wasn't me, when he stopped and thought about what Clarabelle had just said. He realized that wasn't me was not the appropriate response. Instead, he turned to her with eyes full of fear and asked, Oh, Clarabelle, how do I stop him? How do I escape his sandstorm? Can you help me? I think so, said Clarabelle. We need to find another story, a story of love and family. If we can find that sand dune, it can take you back to your family and all that you love. Wasn't Me's eyes smiled as he thought of his home back in Goop World and all of his Goop friends. Yes, let's find that sand dune. Where do we go? He asked. Clarabelle had her three eyelids closed, something she did when there was sand and when she was thinking hard. She was trying to remember where to find the sand dune that had a story of love and family. There were so many sand dunes in the desert, and they all looked the same. She finally opened her eyes and said, West, we need to head west. Wasn't me immediately pulled out his little compass and pointed it west. Clarabelle grinned. She had never seen a compass before. They had barely gone 10 steps when Clarabelle held her nose high in the air and sniffed and said, What is that awful smell? What wasn't it? Started in wasn't me. But he was overwhelmed by a wave of sand that washed over them and sucked them into an enormous sand dune as it tossed them about like tumbleweeds. Chapter 4 The sandstorm swept up Wasn't Me like a twig and rolled him down the dune. The more he rolled, the more covered in sand he became. Clarabelle chased after him as best she could. Her legs wobbled against the strong wind and the unstable sand. A rotten smell filled the air and caused Clarabelle to clamp shut her nostrils. She closed her eyes into two tiny slits and hurried after Wasn't Me, who was rolling further and further away. 
Her legs plodded through the thick sand, but they were long and strong, and eventually she made it to wasn't me. She bent her knees and knelt down so that he could grab onto her camel hump and get on her back. Get on now, she shouted through the sandstorm. He reached up for her and hoisted himself between her two humps. Then Clarabelle ran as fast as her wobbly legs could take her. She headed west and away from the sandstorm. Neither the storm or the smell let up, but Clarabelle carried on with Wasn't Me clutching her back. After what seemed like hours, Clarabelle pulled away from the blowing sand into a sheltered dune. She looked back in the distance at a sand tornado that was blowing strong. Wasn't me. We got lucky. I outran that sandstorm. But I don't know how much longer I can do this. It's coming for us. And I can hardly breathe now with that smell. We have to find the sand dune of love and family soon. I know, said Wasn't Me with downcast eyes. He felt badly for leading Clarabelle into this mess, and he wanted to make it up to her. What can I do, Clarabelle? Please tell me. I'll do anything. I'm so sorry. This is all my fault. It's okay. We'll figure it out. I just need to think for a minute, she replied. Then she closed her three eyelids again. Wasn't me closed his eyes too, and he thought of Goop World and his family and all of his Goop friends. He thought of Screener and Screenalina and all the good times they had together. He thought of his last birthday party when all the Goops came to his house to share banana cake with buttercream frosting and vanilla ice cream. He clutched his little compass so hard that he felt it start to move. Wasn't me opened his eyes and looked down at his compass. It was glowing and it was pointed southwest. Wasn't me had never seen his compass do anything like this before. Clarabelle, look, look, we have to follow it now he exclaimed as he held up his compass for Clarabelle to see. Get on quick, she said as she knelt down. Clarabelle took off as quickly as she could in the direction of the compass. The two of them sped through the sand as the foul-smelling sandstorm followed close behind them. The compass lit up even brighter, and it got so hot that wasn't me finally dropped it right in the middle of a sand dune. Here, it's here. The story of love and family, he cried out to Clarabelle. They had just landed in a small sand dune of pristine white sand. This is it. I know it is, shouted out Wasn't Me, as he looked at the compass burning a hole in the sand. The two of them circled the sand dune all the while, thinking of their families. Meanwhile, the rotten sandstorm was closing in on them. Suddenly, Clarabelle lifted her nose and said, Beautiful! It smells like the ocean, sun, and stars. The what? Asked Wasn't Me as he lifted his nose to smell. Then he smelt it too. He had never smelled anything quite so magical. It was like inhaling a beautiful planet. You've done it, Wasn't Me. You found the sand dune of love and family. And now it's time for me to leave before the rotten sandstorm catches up with us, said Clarabelle as she looked at the hole in the sand. I know, said Wasn't Me. Thank you for all that you have done. I will never forget you. Then Wasn't Me jumped into the sand hole, 
following his compass, and disappeared. White, warm, soft sand covered his entire body as he slid through it and then landed on his bedroom floor. Wasn't me stood up and dusted off the sand as he looked around. The twins, Screener and Screenalina, he yelped. I must tell them everything. They will never believe the singing sand dunes of Doha and how they chased us. And off he went to find Screener and Screenalina. But they were nowhere to be found. They were in the Cave of Swallows, deep in Mexico. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this tale as much as I enjoyed creating it. And I want to thank again Clark and Avery Kennedy for sending in the idea of Wasn't Me. And next week, who are we going to meet? A new set of twins, Screener and Screenalina. And I'll tell you about who gave me that idea next week. In the meanwhile, please don't forget to leave a review on iTunes because I read them all. Um, I just can't respond to them on iTunes, Um, but I'll respond to them here. So please don't forget to do that. If you don't know how to do that, you can go to gooptales.com forward slash reviews, and I will show you how to do that. And don't forget to follow on Instagram so that you can win a Gooptales t-shirt and just tell me what you think of the story. And please join the Gooptales mailing list where you can get a free coloring book download, which is just at gooptales.com. You can join the mailing list. All right. I think that's it for this episode. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode as we travel to the Swallow Caves of Mexico. Until then, make every day a goop day. <laughs>